Hey everybody, this is Scooter. I just want to let you know two things. If you can spare any money, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Montana and try to help out the Children's Museum of Montana, which was burglarized on the 4th of July. It's a children's museum for the love of science and, you know, children. Now, just in case it was, I guess even if it was robbed by children's scientists, I'd probably give $2 per T-shirt instead of one. But everybody sends me a shirt, a picture of them with a shirt. I'm going to send an extra dollar donation to the Children's Museum. So you can tweet it, email it, uh, send it, uh, tweet it, email it, Facebook it, whatever you want to do. But, you know, and if, you, if, you, if, you, if a billionaire is listening, uh, which, what's my hero's name? <laughs> and uh, Muskie, if you're listening... Elon Musk, Elon Muskie, one, donate a boatload of money to Children's Museum of Montana. And two, uh, Purple Tesla, what do you think, Muskie? Me and you cruising down the highway, I'll record the podcast. You design and run the car, you spend the money, I'll drive, well, I can't record and drive, Eli. Uh, P.S., it's Elon Musk. Oh, jeez. I'm not even going to edit this out because Bob's waving me in. I don't even have time to cut. And I, I, what is it, Bob? Uh, Scooter, we got a call, and you wouldn't tell me. You said this was a mysterious. Oh, yeah, we got a mystery call coming in. Uh, Bob, uh, play the mystery call. Hey, Scooter. This is Patty J. from Peonia, Colorado. And um, I love the podcast. <laughs> and I wanted to tell you that I really think Bob is a really cool addition um, to your staff, and um, I really enjoy your, um, you know, interactions with Bob a lot. So I just wanted to mention that. That's uh, something I've been appreciating. So keep up the good work. Love it. Bye. <laughs> Bob, 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 you believe that? You got a fan, Bob. Scooter, that was sweeter. Then a sarsaparilla. Oh, you're too loud, Bob. Scooter, that was sweeter than a sarsaparilla. Oh, this, if you could see... Well, thank you so much, Patty. Patty's always been a long time, great supporter. Of, but thank you so much of the podcast. But Patty, you just made... Bob is both... Bob's blushing, which is nice. Alliterate, use of alliteration. And he just looks so happy. So uh, thank you, Patty. And apologize to Elon Musk for calling me Eli earlier. I hope that doesn't affect the uh, the, the 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 donation or the te- you know the Tesla purple. Te- I don't I actually don't want a purple Tesla. I was just joking. Also, I was joking when I got your name wrong. All right, let's get on with the show. Hey, you've been like tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what is ours? Well, tonight it's a tale of Lady Witchbeard, our uh, ongoing serial story. So I'm going to tell you a little bedtime story. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been racing, running, Whatever thoughts, feelings, sensations have got you tossing and turning, whether it's overthinking, overworrying, or overindulging, or anything, you know, anything non-over, under, under something, or, or you know, trans, trans irritation, uh, any of that kind of stuff, I'm going to try to distract you from that. I tell a story, I'm going to use, try to use a lulling, soothing tone. I'm going to take some, you know, long meanders, overblown explanations, asides, stuff like that. I'm going to take my time. But the main thing to do is try to catch the attention of all the chattering that's going on in your brain and, and give you a distraction from that. You just listen to my voice. But whenever you, you know, say, well, geez, I think I've had enough here. I'm going to, I'm going to check out, uh, you know, I'm feeling sleepy. You just go ahead and fall asleep whenever you feel like it.
Uh, that's what I do here. I'm your boyfriend. I'm gonna. I'm just here to lull you off to dreamland. And you should have a longer explanation, but that's it. I, I, I don't know. I guess it'll be a short explanation this week. I just want to help you fall asleep. And my theory is that you can't think about stuff that's bothering you and listen to my uh, tales at the same time. And I try to make them interesting enough to engage your attention, but not so gripping and stimulating that you can't fall asleep. And one of the reasons I do it is just because I've been unable to sleep many different times in my past. And this seems to work for people. And I said, geez, if it does, I'm going to keep trying it and keep doing it. But, yeah, that's it. I, I don't know. I do Sometimes I do really long intros. It's been a while since the short one. But I think that's it. I, I'm here, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for listening. All right, before we get to the housekeeping, we got a new, Bob's getting my attention here. Bob, what, it, what is it? Scooter, we got another call coming in. But it's, it's not a mystery call. It could be a fan of mine, but I don't think it's a... Okay, Bob, take it easy. It's great. Uh, let's let's grow you one fan at a time because you are competing with people like Ray and Tom and Pounce. So I don't want to let's, – let's just keep the re- expectations realistic. It's great. You, okay, Scooter, I'm realistic that you're a jerk. Okay, just play the call, Bob, please. Here's the call, Scooter. Dear Scooter, this is – Justin from Wisconsin, and I just wanted to say that uh, I've got the podcast loaded up. SoundCloud playlist is set. My indestructible Bluetooth headphones are charged and ready to go, and I just wanted to tell everybody out there that the one thing that has inspired me it was a long time ago but I can still remember my fifth grade teacher the last uh, teacher conference of the year telling my dad when I was sitting next to him she said don't ever let Justin lose his creativity because it's his greatest gift and I just want everybody is truly a gift. Don't ever let all of the things that are racing in your mind, don't ever let any of the bad things that are happening to you sap the creativity away. Always, always know that it just takes one idea to change the world. Good night. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, Justin, that was so inspiring. <sighs> I don't know, but, but, but thank you so much for that call. I don't know what else to say. That's, uh, let's just get out of the housekeeping. Thank you, Bob. And I apologize, Bob, because I just, you know, that was a lovely call. Don't you think, Scooter? That was a lovely call. Let's just say we made up because of that call. It was so nice. Well, thank you, Justin, and thank you, Bob, for having such a big heart. And if anybody else wants to leave a message, uh, the, sh- the number should be in the show notes. But I don't—it's something for sleepy, maybe three seven eight four sleepy. But I'm not positive. And uh, let me look. I can look back here. I think I was the last kid to memorize my home phone number in uh, kindergarten or first grade. It might have taken me. But anyway, the number is three one eight four sleepy three one eight four seven five three three seven nine. Housekeeping. We're on web com. Great way to support the podcast is go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon when you're going to do your Amazon shopping. And we'll get a little percentage of that. And actually, we're doing really great for the month of July. So if you if you happen to do, to do it, it's, it's going to help us pay 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 our monthly bills. So that would be great. Thank you. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. You can comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. And if you want to share your shirt pictures, we'll share some more money with the Children's Museum of Montana. Uh, we got a newsletter, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash newsletter. I got one out this week. I should be getting another one out soon. What else? I want to thank Isaac for the email. 
I want to thank Candace for the comment. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday now, Candace. Uh, Wednesday, I believe, was Candace's birthday. Tuesday, Candace was on the show. And it just happened that the stars aligned. With, I think it was that Candace has such a nice laugh. So I hope you laughed a lot on your birthday. I want to thank Kevin M. for a picture of a shirt, his shirts on Twitter. Two shirts Kevin M. got. Tanya B. for the wrapping of her shirt. That was a nice. Andrea G. for her shirt. And Whiskey the Yawning Cat. I think Bootstrap. I can't remember. The whole, I can't even remember phone numbers, but I think it might have been Bootstrap. Uh, Whiskey Bootlicker, the Yawning Cat, maybe. Uh, Gianni, Mr. Vo- original vo- Lever of Voicemail. Gianni got his shirt. And you'll have to call, call back and let us know how your summer job's going, Gianni. I want to thank over on Facebook, Lindsay L. Oh, no, this is still on. This is still on Twitter. Lindsay L. Ben B. for sharing the podcast. Fox, our buddy Fox. Hannah H. I think a semi-new listener, Hannah H. Our buddy Jake. Our buddy uh, Bernard Z. Uh, Salander for recommending the podcast. Oh, Bernard Z also recommended the podcast. That's what I want to say thanks to Bernard C for. I also want to just everybody keep John Triple G, who's going back under the sea in their thoughts and their prayers and their hearts. Uh, thank you, John G, Triple G. Lida, Facebook and some shirts. Thank you, Lida. Uh, lie, lie. And then Julie C, she cleared up. Uh, Julie C was visiting family in Missouri. I think Vernon Z is the son of Julie C, which rhymes. Uh, hopefully I'm not making familial collections, uh, connections the wrong way, but Julie C's in Missouri, Missouri, and she cleared it up. I said, is it pop or soda there? She said, it's Coke. And I knew there's a, some small slivers of the country that say, yeah, all soda's Coke. I had my cousin lived in one of those areas. Maybe it was Missouri. And I think he goes, you want a Sprite Coke or you want a, you want a Coke Coke? I think you just say Coke if it's Coke, Pepsi Coke. Orange Coke, I think that's how it goes. But Julie C., you can correct me, of course. I'd love, you know, I want to be correct in my, you know, I want to have my, my uh, poor paraphrases as close to, you know, uh, not bankrupt paraphrasing, just poor paraphrasing. And then over on uh, iTunes, iTunes reviews, sleepingpodcast.com slash iTunes, if you can review and rate this show. We got one from Dan the Beast. I know which Dan that is. It's a lovely Dan from Lovely Save it, Save it for the Show podcast. He does with Eddie. Such a nice guy. But Dan said nothing what he expected. A real joy. Wow, that says a lot. And he says hypnotizing, entertaining, and droll. Dan's got a hell of a vocabulary. And a nice, you know, that he uses for good. And he said you could enjoy it while you're asleep or awake. Thank you, Dan. Then this one's going to be hard to stay, say because probably Stoffelophilagus is what I want to say. And then I would want to say Snuffleupagus. But I think it's Stoffel, Stoffelophagus, I think. I think that must be an Irish disease. Hello, I'm Stoffelophagus. I'm the, 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 the prion that started the Irish potato famine. And I'm here to review your podcast. Oh, thank you, Stafflophagus, for seeing. Do you know Cookie Puss at all? Oh, I do not know the Cookie Puss you speak of. Well, it's something from my youth from Carvel Ice Cream. Oh, no, I'm just a phagus. Okay, well, thanks for your review. Well, you're very welcome. Because Stafflophagus, do, do you want to read your own review? Well, that'd be, I said, uh, 10 out of 5. Well, 10 out of 5 would sleep again. You know, I had a 80% kill rate in potatoes. I took out 80% of the potatoes. But you're doing better than me. You're doing 200% or so. But I say, give it a try. And, you know, another thing, I'm a little bit of a funny man. Me old stuff phages here. I'd say another tip if you want to get some sleep, listen to this podcast. And lie down and close your eyes. Hey, Stuffle, I think you just went to our stri- Well, that's where I'm striking next, mate. Off to Australia to ruin their crops. Top of the morning to your stuffle of ages here. 
Let's stop a little phages. That was nice. And then Sleepy Brittany said, changed my life, exclamation point. Who says a scooter's like a friend? And thank you, Brittany. I can, who comforts you back to sleep? Love it. And I love it. Love it. I love your reviews. I love all of you. Thank you for the support. I couldn't do it without you guys. And I'm glad you're here. And thanks just so much. I just want to say thanks. Thank you. And I think I already said I hope I help you fall asleep, but I'll say it again. Because I desire to help you fall asleep. I just don't hope. I yearn. I yearn for you to rest tonight. All right, everybody. I hope you're welcome back for another tale of Lady, the tales of Lady Witchbeard. And as we say now, like she don't have is still Lady Witchbeard and Cortez the Killer or Lady Witchbeard V. Cortez the Killer, Lady Witchbeard versus Cascor. But for now, we're going to say Tales of Lady Witchbeard. And then parentheses or quotes, right? Tales, Cortez the Killer. But I'll just do, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Tales of Lady Witchbeard. Learned that from Tommen and Pounce. Uh, but when we last left off, uh, uh, Lady Witchbeard was passed out, and she came to. Well, first I argued with some of her crew, the Schlub brothers and Bert, and they actually made a sensible argument. Lady Witchbeard was unconscious. I don't know if she was waterlogged. I actually never found out what was wrong with her. Uh, Probably having something to do with her ship getting kicked by a giant uh, Hernan Cortez and me diving into the water with her unexpectedly and then swimming her to shore. Though I should have been the one exhausted and sleep. Anyway, whatever. She was passed out. Her crew came. Two or three of her crew. The rest of her crew were gone to the great ship in the sky. Or a great ship in the underworld for them. Which would probably sink unless it was heat proof. Uh, but anyway. They, uh, now I'm thinking about a heat proof ship. You know, it was solid. And I said, where would those go? Anyway, not important. Different belief systems they probably have. So these three guys from Lady Witchbeard's crew, they were like, well, maybe I told them about Cortez and how it was kind of me and Lady Witchbeard's quest to catch Cortez or get him. I wasn't 100% clear. I just knew she wanted to come. Well, you'll, you'll learn all this as the tale unfolds. But So they said, well, why don't we just take Cortez out? You know, she wakes up, she'll be, you know, maybe that'll wake her up. Or maybe that'll just save her some time, and then we can get back to what we were doing before, cowboy pirate stuff. And at first I was like, you know, this is Lady Witchbeard's mission, but then she wasn't waking up. I was like, all right, let's do it, because then I can get back to my daughter and, you know, dodge any real pirate. I said, well, being a pirate would be cool, but I didn't seem too good at it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't very long, but Lady Witchbeard was always on my case. But so we... uh what happened next? We uh, we we tracked down Cortez's camp. Him and his his, his his small army, and these guys are pirate cowboy pirates. They said we'll go down there, take him out. You sit with Lady Witchbeard. Uh, then they went down to take Cortez out. Lady Witchbeard woke up. She's like, "What the heck are you doing? No, no, no!" And then she she used some sort of spell, or um, I don't think it was a potion. I don't know that much about magic, but something, she took her own crew out, I think. And then she's like, let's get to the camp, which was, it said Cortez's camp. And she said, yeah, and that's where we last left off. So here is another tale of Lady Witchbeard. Well, part of a larger tale of Lady Witchbeard. As their tale starts, I've been right, I'm rushing. I'm being, well, no, I'm not rushing. Lady Witchbeard was rushing me. To help her to get to the, I guess, the Cortez's camp. And she was, so I was rushing it. We I don't think rushing through the jungle at night is ever a good idea, especially when you're going from a high point, which was where we were at, so we could kind of watch the camp. And I guess so the other guys, after they had taken out Cortez, could return. But anyway, so she's rushing me. And we're going down, what he said, I guess it was a gully. 
or a small, no, I guess it wasn't a gully because it would have, I think gullies mean to have water in them at one point. Wherever we rush down this incline, as soon as we get to the incline, I'm lost. And Lady Witchbeard is like, and I, I don't know why I lost my sense of direction so quickly. I guess because as soon as I was like 10 feet from the incline, I couldn't see back to the incline. I couldn't see up because we were, so I said, so I lost my sense of direction. And his brilliant and uh, pirate, pirate queen or whatever Lady Witchbeard is. She's not exactly helpful when it because she was really on my case, and she's like, blah, blah, and it, so uh, finally we were lost for a while. I said, okay, let's just, and it was dark. And I said, well, I'll be able, when the sun comes up, I'll know where we are, which wasn't true. I just wanted, wanted her to be quiet. And then luckily she hadn't fully recovered, so, she, so we did just stop wandering around. We found this tiny clearing and we sat down and we, we made it. We didn't really make camp. We just kind of lied on the ground. And I had had a backpack with a couple of blankets. And the guys, had, I don't know, the guys that left it, I, didn't, I said I had it on me, but I wasn't the one who packed it. And then for a second, I just said, geez, this was the second time this has come up in this series. They said, geez, where, where's my wallet? Because they said, huh. And I felt my pants, but I realized I had some pirate style, or pirating pants, I guess they'd be called. Not pantaloons, I don't think, but no pockets in these pirate pants. I guess cargo pants or shorts would have probably been ideal, but I don't I don't know that I own any. And I said, geez, before I go out, to, I said, maybe I should get some uh, cargo shorts. But then I kept putting it off, and I said, where would I go to, you know, because it's like, some of those places are such a hassle, and then you don't know where this stuff is made, and then I said, well, let me lie down. So I never got cargo shorts, so I had to borrow a pair of pants. Well, why? I I guess I felt, that's right, I said, Lady Witchbeard, can I get some pirate pants, because I kind of feel, because I think... Oh, when she told me to take my jeans off. And I said, I just can't wear boxers out to sea. And she said, I told, we, we'd already gone through this. She said, no jeans, no dungarees. But anyway, I ended up in these pirate pants. Not important, I guess, as an aside, but they had no pockets. Which had led me, I was pacing around a little clearing, wondering where my wallet was, probably at the bottom of the sea. And then I said, well, geez, I should listen for Cortez camp, but it was night and I didn't hear anything. So eventually I fell asleep. I woke up and not that long after I woke up, I heard arguing. And the lady, which she's a sound sleeper, I think. I think it was just, again, the after effects of maybe I'm not, because I'm not a lifeguard, maybe I dunked her one too many times. And she still had to sleep off some, like, salt water, not poisoning, but salt water sickness. You know, maybe, I don't know if I got her too salty. But so I said, oh, boy. And then I, I, I started to listen directionally with my ears. I said, okay, I think I got an idea where this arguing's coming from over that way, which you can't see. But somewhere through the forest... And then Lady Witchbeard started to wake up, and I said, shh, shh. and she got that. I said, I said, you know, I told you I'd get us to their camp. I think that's because I heard, you know, arguing. I assumed, well, she's got to be Cortez's camp. And there was murmuring. There was like a kind of argument, public arguing, because it was like murmuring and disagreement, shouts. And so I said, come on, Lady Witchbeard, let's let's go into action again without thinking. That's, and she said, come on, germ. And I think she, maybe I was caught up in her fervor still. But as we slowly started to move, I heard it basically sounded like one dude, real, real, like a real shouter, like a dominating, domineering type. He wanted, he's talking about Hispaniola and Cuba and surrender and giving him 
Like he was, a, 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 I guess, a snitch. And he was saying they should get all, you know, and maybe I think some of the guys, I don't know if their, my history is always off, but I may think they may have tried to, some of those dudes may have come to try to catch Cortez. And he pulled a little double move on them, sank their ships. And they again were like, the pirates, he's got to have another ship somewhere. That's what this guy was saying. Let's go. And Lady Witchbeard was listening and looking at me. And then the other dude was, 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 was like a little more, a little more, I don't know. He said he wanted, they were, he was talking about going somewhere else. He was like, forget this mission inland, stick to the coast, some village or something. I think he must have left his heart there or something. But they were going back and forth, people were arguing, and then sooner or later we must have made a, well, actually I made a bit of a racket. I stepped on a bunch of dried pine, and then I tripped and I fell through a clearing. Um, Lady Witchbeard was right behind me, and I helped her, went back. And then the soldiers, they started grabbing pikes and stuff, and they were, and we, we stumbled into this clearing that they had made, and then they surrounded us. But it was pretty easy for me. I said, well, these I know where the troublemakers are, the big mouths, especially uh, back to Hispaniola and Coastal. Those were, I said, uh, and I looked at a lady. I said, my word. I said, hello, hello gentlemen, hello. And there was a couple uh, women there, but they didn't look like they were there of their own free free will. But it was mostly these these conquistador, you know, conquistador towheel types, if I knew what towheel meant. Uh, but then they got a good look at Lady Witchbeard, and they were starting to freak out because they probably had never seen a, a green person before. And I guess without television, they said, geez, maybe drawing, you know, when you see something. For, so they were freaking out. And I just I expected that actually somehow, but not like ahead of time. But me, I wasn't surprised. But I said, "Say, so said, uh, so I put the bag down, and I made Lady Witchbeard sit on the bag we had, and I just I, I did what I did best, played played dumb or stupid, if you will. And I said, "Okay, you stay there, madame." And then I said, "Afternoon, gentlemen. Is is this is this is this uh?" You guys have anything to do with the sunken ship? We we were, uh, I, I, we're, we're looking for someone to thank here, and they were kind of the guys slowly. The, the real who was the Hispaniola guy? He finally was shaking out of his stunness, and he's like, "What are you about? What is? He still didn't even know what to." Do. And I said, "Oh no, no, I forgot. She's in. Okay, well, you must be confused. We're, we were about to do a show." And then we were taken captive on this ship, my wife and I. And we we, we and then the a giant man came and kicked his ship away, and gave us our freedom. And I said, maybe he's at this camp of fine young men. And they said, and I said, who who should I should I thank you, sir? You Silver Dome. And I said, thank you so much for setting us free. Are you, I've never seen a giant before. So I was also confused, where are we? Where, when, where, where are we exactly? And they said, they were so, and they said, whoa, 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 it was, uh, and I said, Would you do? and they said, so I said, okay, well, just tell us the name of the giant so I could write a song for the giant. I'm a, we're performers, that's why she's green, she's in makeup, you know. And he said, he said, someone said, Hernan Cortez. I think they might even said a more formal thing. But I said, oh. And I said, hear that, mother. She's not my mother. She's my wife, but not my mother. I just a term we use, boys. But I said, the birdman of Cortez is here. We've never seen him perform. Oh, we're so, and they said, no, no, no. And I don't know if they said General Cortez, but he said something. And I said, oh, the Birdman of Cortez, they've talked about that performance for years. We must be, are we in the new world or close to the new world? We we were uh, traveling sea performers. We just performed, uh, anyway, we, excuse me, sirs, my name and my wife here, we are the Rogaderas, and we 
We are so thankful for our freedom and our lives. We were captured by a band of pirates that hated performance. And they said, no, performing on the seas. And I said, well, where is the Birdman? I want to thank him, and I want to know how he did that projection as a giant, or was it real? Because do, do you think he kicked the ship? Was that some sort of illusion? I didn't know the Birdman was an illusionist. But where is the Birdman? I'd love to thank him. And they still, they said, what, somebody else, what kind of performer? And, why, why, why? and I was trying to do everything with a flourish, you know, and, and I was trying to say you know, I was trying to overact and use long sweeping motions. I did a lot of, uh, what do you call those things, uh, where you, it's a, like a form of exercise but, but, that I don't do, but you do it sideways. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know what you call it, but you bend your knees and stretch out your legs and stuff like that. And they say, I said, well, where's, 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 where's the bird And the guy, uh, he said, Arnon. And I said, of course, of course, of course. And he said, he was stricken by an assassin from that ship. And I said, oh, dear, is he hurt? And they said, of course he's hurt. He was stricken. And I said, he was struck. Or was he stricken? Well, what luck, my friends, because we happen to be the Rogaderas, the medical performers of the sea. I don't know if you've heard of us. But we travel the the, 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 twelve, was the seas, all the seas, the high seas, the low seas. And, of course, the middle seas, boys. And uh, we, we, we do performances to teach the seaworthy and the not-so-worthy about issue, medical issues at sea. You might have said, uh, you might have heard of some of our shows, Scurvy Dogs. Floating on logs, I think, was one. That did not go well. But, oh, dear, is, is, let's see, what do I, is, your, is your captain breathing? My, my mother here, she's a little bit under the weather. That's why she's green. But, so I don't want to do a performance with her because she's seasick. It's a different show uh, for landlubbers. You guys, you guys don't look like landlubbers. But he said, is his breathing? You guys say, yes, yes. Okay, ready, we'll start again. Is he breathing? Yes, 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 okay. Are his pathways clear? I think that is a, been a while since I've done this. But he, he said, it's boy, he's been boys. And I said, oh, poison, I don't know. Mother, do we have a poison show? And I said, I think it goes. We, we, maybe we should take a look at him because I am, you know, for poison check for a sluggish pulse. You guys don't have a drum here, but it goes, blah, blah, blah. Bladump, 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 bladump. And then someone says, yes, yes, that's what it's like. And I said, well, well why don't you let, let us take a look at him. We'll sing him a tune. We'll, we'll diagnose him. And maybe I'll even write a show for treatment. If we could, you know, and free of charge, boys, free of charge. You know, no charge. You look like the kind of men that carry chests of gold around the barrels. And he said, what do you know about pearls? And I said, well, a pearl in the eye, if your eye is milky, the feels so... I said, it's probably not the time. Let's check your boss here, the bird man. And then someone said, and he said, you're free of charge. You're lucky we'll let you keep your lives. And I said, whoa, whoa, that was the uh, Hispaniola. And he said, if you was, you know, safe. And I said, oh, well, well, whoa, 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 we... You know, I said, free of charge, but of course, common courtesy would say you'll give us a camp and some meals, I would say. But anyway, take us to the Birdman or Anan, as you say, sir. And so then they they, uh, they, they, they said, well, okay, this is a guy. They said, maybe they have medical entertainers in Spain. My um, guess would be more that these guys were thought, well, big shots like Hernan get to see medical performance, I mean, medical educational performances. So, you know, and we're not as big shotty, so maybe we should just let them through. So they let us, they took us to Hernan's tent in a beautiful, beautiful, fancy tent and opened the doors. Or the whatever you call them, not the doors, but you know, the tent flaps, but they're not. But then we see in the bed of the center of the room, and I said, it's a little warm in here, boys. Let's get some air flowing. 
for stagnant air. And, they, and then the Lady Witch Spirits gave me the, the cut high sign. But she rushed right to her, her side of his cot. I think it was a cot. And I said, that's the top dog there. He's not sleeping on the ground. The bird man. I guess I said that out loud, too. And they said, you could leave us, boys. Leave, leave us be. Just, you know, leave the gate, you know, open for some air. And I said, we'll be fine. My mother mother, will check him before she does the diagnosis. But I got to tell you, I laid eyes on this Cortez. And I don't know, I was trying to think if I've ever seen a movie star. Like, what's the most famous person I've seen up close? And this might make some people laugh, or some people say, who? But I think it was Ed Bagley Jr. I mean, I've probably seen someone, you know, more famous, but I don't know if I've ever seen, like, an A-list movie star up close. But my understanding, or imaginary understanding, is that they're strikingly beautiful or handsome, a man or a woman. And, you know, every once in a while you see somebody and you say, oh, man. And that's what I said when I said, this Cortez was a looker. I mean, even with covered in a paste of pale sweat, he had a little bit of a, a twinkle in his, his, he had a little grin on his face. And he looked like the definition of suave there, laid out with some sort of seaworthy type shirt on. And I said, frick this guy. And Lady Witchbeard was at his side. I caught her poking him a couple of times, but she was staring at his face. And then a woman came in, a woman, a young woman in her 20s maybe, beautiful as well. And, but I was already distressed. I said, well, geez, I've got to figure out. I said, but she's like, can you help him? And she seemed very concerned. And I, and she was alone, so I said, and Lady Witchbeard looked at her, looked her up and down. And I don't know if I'd gone this long without hearing Lady Witchbeard say anything. And I said, we can try, my dear. We're, 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 we're. We're determining how sick he is. But meanwhile, I was like, oh, crap, what was it? And she said, you know, if he doesn't survive, they'll, they'll take out you and you know, your mother and me. And I said, and you? And she said, yes. She said, she said if you can't help him. She said, if we can get him to, I think she said Montezuma, but I'm not sure because, again, I, I mean, but she said, if we can get him there. As Montezuma will say, but I said I couldn't exactly, because it was really hot in the tent too, so I had stopped thinking straight. We see if we can get him there. I I, I know I we can save him. And I said, well, she said I don't know if. And I said, well, okay, okay, well, thank you so much. And then she said, I better go. And I started to think about the song as she left. As way which beard she seemed to be doing something. I don't know if it was uh, poison assessment or what. But she was concentrating, and I kind of drifted away the heat. And I said, oh, baby, Montezuma. And I said, oh, wait, I saw it on the shore. Play Montezuma with the cocoa leaves and pearls. And I, if you've been listening to the first three episodes, you'll know that not long before, hey, this was just an innocent meeting of a, a witch pirate woman. Lady Witchbeard and myself out on the edge of the transverse plane where she was uh, taking up residency, her residence in a cottage at this bed and breakfast that I worked at telling bedtime stories to strange uh, fictional villains from TV and movies and to some such things. And some of you might raise an objection. Well, didn't you mean meet like Dracula there? Isn't he handsome? I said, no, I, well... Anyway, that's covered by privacy agreements. But one of my things with Lady Witchbeard was just hanging and listening to music. We had become friends, or I, she, I was she was friends with me. I was kind of uh, interested. Whatever we hung out, and this mission kind of came of us listening to this song one time, over and over, one afternoon after the first two times. She asked me, what is this song? What is it about? 
and uh, is the Neil Young song Cortez the Killer. And you should, it starts out with this haunting guitar. And most of the versions are live, which are probably better. And I think the version I'd played was live. Maybe I had more than one version. Stuff to say anymore. Because all they can remember is the kind of the things I regret now is I was so excited about the song and Lady Witchbeard was so excited to know who this Cortez was. And I kind of spun this tale that was kind of rooted what I thought was what I thought was like semi-fact. I said, well, he's this conquistador. I guess he's a big jerk. And he wiped out all the native people of Mexico, basically. And I was like, I think he stole all their gold, knocked down all the pyramids. And Lady Witchbeard, each time I told her, it was like, or we replayed the song, it was like she was putting these pieces of a puzzle together. Kind of like if you were with the Pierrot, Pierrot, Hercule Pierrot, or, you know, Agatha, one of Agatha Christie's characters. Where you see that their mind's working, but you don't understand how or even what they're putting together. But it was also like maybe she was experiencing some of the pain, which I said, now looking back at it, I said, well, how much of it is based in reality? And she became very, over a couple weekends, more and more angry at this Cortez. And more and more determined to, to, to make him pay or to stop him. And then she kind of asked me to look in, into, you know, she said, at some point she's like, we're going to go get this Cortez. And I said, aren't you banned? And she said, no, I'm banned from the 12 Cs. This is in your world. And I said, and, and I was like, she's explaining to me again about parallel reality to stuff. And getting into the transverse plane, it would, you know, she, oh, that stuff's too confusing for me. Because I still don't know now, even though I'm sitting here talking to you, which re I say, am I in a I don't know. But what I do wish I knew was I paid more attention in history. Because our initial thing was like, okay, I'm pretty sure he's on these ships, like cruising around the shore of Le Montezuma. And our initial thing was like, she's like, I'll sink his ships, you know, he'll never get on shore. Because I said, I think he went, and maybe at some point he was shipbound for a while, but by the time we got there, he was already headed inland. And it's probably better, I should have printed the, the Wikipedia article, so at least because it's like Wikipedia is not reliable. But then me saying, I think it was August 15th, 1519, 1915, 1615. Maybe it wasn't August, Lady Witchbeard. I don't know. And she said, well, she she said, I just got to get the sense of when it is. But she was, but, but again, I'm not positive. I said, Jesus, is this like a, a purging of indigenous people she's fighting for or a vengeance against wrongs done to her or what? I don't know what it was, but something about her passion and I don't know, it caught up something in me physically and emotionally, not intellectually, where I said, geez, eh? and I said, geez, maybe it is good to get this guy and stop him. And also I said, well, gee, I like Witty Witchbeard. I don't want to see her hurt. And I had this other protective sense. And also I knew she was cursed not to go back. I said, I, I would have to be her protector or something. I, I had to figure out. I promised Aberdeen I would take his curse. And the only way for Lady Witchbeard to return to the transverse plane was with me. And so the only way for her to set out on this quest for Cortez was if I accompanied her. But in some sense, the only way most of me, 66% of me would have let her go is if I went with her. Because I thought I'd be useful since I knew almost all the lyrics of the song and had a vague misunderstanding of who Kurt Cortez was. I mean, I guess I don't, but, but uh, thus far, I don't think me and Neil Young's, I'm like, well, maybe it's Neil Young's fault. Probably not. But uh, I don't think Neil Young ever mentioned that uh, Cortez could turn into a giant. 
But I just lose. So anyway, let's get back to the tent. Because uh, as my attention returns to the tent, I guess, or my revere, it was actually a breeze that picked up coming into the tent. And it brought my awareness. It was, Jesus, nice. And it was a circular tent. I said, well, Jesus is great because it's circling. So I wonder if this is an intentional design. It was getting some air circulation here, circle, circulation. And it didn't even have two doors. So, and it might have been just my imagination. Uh, because Ray Witchweed was still hanging with Cortez, and she didn't really, it, as far as I know, she wasn't a doctor. She was a witch and a pirate. Also, the breeze, the arguing outside had hit another pitch, and they were going back and forth about surrender. Again, surrender, go forward. Why go forward? Take out Cortez. Take out, uh, you see, the Lam, something they were calling La, La Malincha or something. I, I don't know. I'm, um, Marina or something. I don't know. Again, it was all coming through the tent. And, but the, uh, it seemed like the next day, finally, where the guy, the coastal guy was like, well, was like, go to the next village because I guess they don't have like a whole ton of supplies or something. That was the other thing. And they said, conquer the next village and then reassess there. It was a long debate, but good. These guys are good arguers. These these uh, conquistadors. And as I thought about, it, I said, "She said, I don't really want to be invited. I don't want to be arguing because I tend to just go all or nothing." And especially when that one guy said, "Well, I was diffusing that situation with you know pretending I was a medical performer, Rogadera. I bow to you as a Rogadera." And I said, well, geez, what did I never learned what Rogadera meant in Spanish? I thought maybe I was thinking it meant rogue, because I think when this is from another podcast, I, but, but, or, but anyway, not important. But I was like, I don't want to be involved. What did I get myself? And then I heard Lady Witchbeard stir. And I said to her, I said, can't we just, can't we just let Cortez go? I said, what do you think? She said, it's not good. And he said, why don't we just bail, like, just let him go uh, and get out of here. And I was like, you got you got the power, you know, you, you, and she kind of looked at me. And I said, isn't that what you wanted to get Cortez? We kind of got him. You didn't, you didn't get him directly. I'm sorry, but these guys are about to implode. They're not going to do any damage. Maybe the next village... And uh, I said, but maybe they'll make peace. I said, I can't remember. I said, I made peace with some villages, so maybe these guys will make peace. And she said, Germ, you didn't tell me about any magic. And I said, what do you mean? She said, the the giant. She's like, when we came here, I didn't expect any magic at all. And she said, we stand now in in a river of power. I, I thought about it. I said, well, I guess she's it's a metaphor. And she she looked at me. She must have known. She said, oh, she said, it's flowing germ. And we need to find a source for the flow of this power. She's like, and she, she said, she said, somewhere upstream where Cortez, he's going to the source of magic and we need to find it. And she was, he could throw everything off balance. I said, didn't in our... And she was like, we can't let him or his men get to the sword. She goes, well, she goes, we need to get to the bottom of this, basically, is what she said. But she said in way more dramatic terms. Way more like, all like she's like, this could upset my world. You're, you're, her world, which I don't even know, but don't even, I said, this is, so I said, okay, great. He said, so the world hangs in the balance of us getting upstream. He said, I don't feel any. He said, well, he was a giant, 60-foot giant conquistador. Came dancing across the water, kicked our ship. And she said, today, Jerem, you, you taught me. You, she goes, I saw you lie your way in here. And she goes, I'm going to go and give a lie to counteract your lie, to earn her trust. But she said, there can be no more buffoonery from you. And I even wanted to do no more buffoonery from me. 
or something, you know, like a dog that just ate something. What? Well, she was serious. And she said to me, she said, Jeremy, you need to find a new way. She says, you need to learn something more. Lies aren't going to cut this. What stands, you know, what stands in our past, Jerm, is huge. And I, then I said, giant? And she didn't like that. She And she said, do you want to return to your world? Do you want a world to return to? And then for a second, I, I thought about my daughter. And I thought about, you know, being stuck there. And I said, I, 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 it hit me. The power of her words hit me. And I said, a little bit of shame, but it also, like, Something new crept in me, some kind of, I guess, determination. And maybe I said, dude, he said, okay. And she said, I'm going to go out there and deal with things, but I need you at your best. And I, I said, oh, boy, in my head. But I, 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 inside, I also said, I don't know what I said. I said, but I said, I hope I can do this. And she said, let's go. And I said, well, what's the plan? She said, you're going to be in charge, but I'll be in control. And I, I said, well, that sounds typical. And, I, and she went through the things, and she said, gentlemen. And then she, like, turned as I walked out, and, and she bowed her kind of head to me. And everybody fell silent because she hadn't spoken at all. And she's Lady Witchbeard, she can hold a fucking room, man, this lady. She's just a, she's a leader or a, a personality or for, for, for someone that's totally different. She commands, she commands attention, but, but not just because she's a green witch woman who's also gorgeous in my opinion. And she, Lady Wishbeard walked a circle of the clearing and she said, we needed to lie to you to see where all of you stood. Fernand called us here in aid. And she said, many of you may not know the mission you're on, how important it is. She said, but for now, Jerm will be in command and I will be his second. And this is the wishes of Anand. And for a while, everybody was silent, and she just stood there kind of staring. And then old Hispaniola has started to pipe up, and he actually walked in. And I saw a lady, which we were probably, like, shoot some daggers out of her eyes for real. But he said, what? Is, you know, he, 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 said, he said, you know, made some big show. What is a mania? Blah, blah, blah. And she, 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 she turned to him, and she said, who was in charge? of keeping a commander Cortez safe. And she just stared at the guy, like, like, like almost snarling. Like the kind of thing, like, where you're like, okay, you, 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 instead of just fight or flight, it's fight, flight, or shut the fuck up. And he shut up. And she said, she said, who let the commander down? And he didn't say anything, and she said, you have one chance, one last chance. And she said, fall in line. And then other people, and she said, what were your last commands? What was your last mission? And then a couple of people piped up, and she said, bring me the ju-. And then we went over some stuff about it. the next. What they thought was Hernan's plan was to go to his next village a local village that they had scouted out and watched. And I think this was his plan all along, was to kind of terrorize these poor villages and take their people, capture them, confuse them, use that young woman. Uh, she was an interpreter, I guess. The guy, she, she, she was off, they said, resting. And they said, well, resting, that sounds suspicious. But uh, anyway, they said uh, they were going to go. They, they, they had all these tricky plans that Cortez had thought of, like capture people, let them go, 
take out whole villages, uh, confuse them, bribe them, but try to get them out as soldiers or take them out so they couldn't turn against them. And I said, I started to get really angry. I said, this Cortez really is, he doesn't, he is a scumbag. And they said, quite a military mind, I guess, or something, but, uh. This was the first village they were going to take, I guess. Now, they had had some people with them, so I don't know the details. But I said, geez, no one looked like they were there because they wanted to be there. Except for some of his peons. They were like, yeah, we're going to free, we're going to pillage and loot. And those guys are no good, you know. But, you know, the village wasn't that far ahead. And then Lady Witchbeard said, she, the whole time I was listening, everybody was deferring to her, but she was acting like she was deferring to me. And then she said, go, prepare, to the men. They shot off. And then she said, she still deferred, like, but I think she honestly did, too, in a different way. And she kind of mapped the chart he had had where they were thought they were going inland, which was pretty far away, but this first village... And she said, I suspect this is the roots of the source. This is much more is going on here, Germ. And I said, well, Lady Witchbury, I can't be a part of this wholesale. He said, we're not going to let this happen to these people, are we? And she she said, she said you're not going to. And I said, she said, she said, you need to stop this. And he said, what about you? You got some magic stuff, right? She said, Germ, I need my power. And she said, Jeremy, the time for me using my power will come. But this is your time. You need to save this first village. And and, and I said, oh, boy. Because I was hoping to do a like two Terminator 2 on Lady Witchbeard and say, can you use your power, you know, like against everybody, but you don't take anybody out, you know, like the kid did with Terminator. And say, I'm going to use your Terminator stuff, but not get anybody taken out. Just, you know, use it for power, uh, but not harm. But she said, and I said, uh, she said, she said, and no lies, germ, no buffoonery. And she really liked that buffoonery term, which really hit home. And then I was thinking, I said, Guayvon. I'm a bit of a Guayvon, eh? And she didn't know what that meant, but... She said, is that a bird? I said, you got it, Lady Witchbeard. And I said, I, I, I noticed some of the guys were kind of listening. And, before, and I said, I looked at one of the guys. I said, bring me the interpreter, woman. And they said, right away, Germ. And I said, well, Germ said, uh, okay. I was hoping for sir, but I guess I'll take Germ. And then I, I, I said, you know, Lady Witchbeard, file the men up. And then some of the other men had heard it. So they, I said, this is an they started to get a little power in my bones. I said, oh, boy, this giving out orders is not bad. But unfortunately, I also had an idea. I said, well, I can't lie anymore. I said, maybe Lady Witchbeard Terminator 2'd me. Yeah, I, said, well, but I said, I could still lie if I need to. Backed up, you know, but I said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the interpreter woman came and I said, come with me. And I said, which way, he said, you know, I, details you guys don't need to know, but I said, which way are we going? File up behind me, me, me and her, I'm going and I'm the leader. I'm going to take this village and deal with it myself. And, uh, you know, you, you guys leave, you know, like I said, like a couple hours, I think an hour after us. And I said, Lady Witchbeard will be at the head and we went, we marched ahead, me and this woman. It wasn't that far, a couple hours march. And I tried to make small talk with her. She was not having it. And she said, you know, my she was talking about just needing some quiet time to think about Cortez. Or I, I don't know. I think I said, oh, boy, she must think. But anyway, not important. We, the main thing is we get to this village. And we get to the edge edge of the village, and we can see in, we can see smoke rising. But I could see, like, some activity look like possible, you know, to-do going on there. And I yelled in there, and I said, start interpreting. 
And I said to the village, uh, that some of them started gather weapons and stuff. And I said, uh, and I said, I said, make sure I said, before you interpret, run it by me. All right. And I said to these people, I said, you know, an army's coming for your village and you're going to be offered two choices, join their cause or be destroyed. And then she interpreted, I said, and she said, blah, 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 that's what this means. And I said, okay, that's a close interpretation. And I said, I said, this is an army you can't possibly defeat. And, I, and she had told me these were peaceful, mostly peaceful people. But, you know, they had warriors in their midst, but not a giant village, kind of a smaller village. And I said, there might be some debate among you whether, you know, that you'll be able to return to your village or... Or the cost, and, and, you know, at her, but at the head of this army is a demon woman, a green demon woman of power, evil power. I said, do you see the evil? She said, I think she's like, I'm pretty, she was smart, I could tell. And I think she was one of those people that grasped the intellectual ability to not only interpret the words, but also express the meaning I was, you know, getting across. Whether their concept of evil, I had no idea, or green women, women of power. But, but uh, she got it across to them, and I said, I said, send some scouts if you don't believe me, but be gone into the, I said, abandon this village forever. And abandon, I said, what's this road called, whatever, path, you know, Route were taken, and I, and I say, you know, and she say, I said, just tell them about run, you know, get out of town. For, you know what I mean? And she said, no. And I said, tell them to relocate far, far away from here, but away from all other, you know, out of the path of the deep. I said, the demon woman's going to cut a path straight towards the, the, wherever the big shots are inland, the big the Aztecs. And then she kind of, okay, okay. So she did that, and then they sent out there was commotion, and I said, let's make a, we'll wait here, we'll make a thing, I don't want to be involved in the village yet. You know, they'll send their scouts and see Lady Witchbeard. And we sat down, and then I said, oh, Jesus, woman's going to, I said, and I said, I said, I hope your goal really is to get her non inland to safety. And to save your own skin, because that's what, what, what I said, we're, we're trying to help you and him. And I said, I'll do, I, I'll do what I need to be done. And she didn't say anything. So I said, what is she? I said, what is she? And I said, well, and, and no, no, so she was, she was, she was lovely as a, as a midday sun struck her. And we just sat down and we shared some water. And we actually took turns in that. And then at some point, Lady Witchbeard came at the lead. The, the army was ways behind her. I said, be up front. And I'd paid attention. The village had cleared out. They bought it. And I said, oh, she said, the army will follow me into the village. We said, she said, we got about 20 minutes. I said, I don't know. I told the interpreter woman, I said, you stay here. We're going to go check this village out and make sure everyone's gone. And plus, if they're watching, and I said, Lady Witchbeard, you know, make it like a show. And we wandered into the village, and we looked around. And actually, from a piracy standpoint, Lady Witchbeard was also in pirate mode, so she was, like, looking for the water stores, dried meat situation, grains, uh, because the people had abandoned all that, too. But pretty soon we wandered into, like, this square area. And we found this one person, a prisoner, I guess. They were they were, they were were uh, tied up at the center of the square. And I noticed the center of the square is like a kind of it was an altar and things. And I said, oh, boy. And I pretty much figured out what kind of altar it was. And this person was there. And, and, and we gave the person some water. And I, I, I didn't even have need. I said, we, maybe we should call the interpreter. Uh, but me and Lady Witchbeard looked over, and I mean, the person was it was healthy, 
and young. And uh, I was like, well, I said, well, why? I said, well, they must have been planning on taking this person. I said, you, you can figure it out. But I, I said, I wonder if we save this person or deprive this person or they were offering this person to us now. But as we looked over the scene, and Lady Witchbeard was kind of trying to sense something. I don't know if she was trying to, she was on like a, a dog sniffing around for magic, I would say. But I also couldn't tell. Sometimes she was in her piracy mode. I said, maybe she's trying to see, sniff out like more dried meat. I don't know. But we were, I was kind of lo like lost in, sh I said, man... Uh, just saying, whoa, this is a kind of world where human life has a different value. That's when I heard a voice behind us say, heathens, heathens. And I turned, and at the same time, Lady Witch returned, and Hernan Cortez, the man, Hernan Cortez, was standing behind us with this giant grin. And he said, you saved life here. And he, he walked up to the, the man who, who was a captive, and he patted the man on his head. And he said, we're on a mission to save these souls from the heathens. And I, I said, oh boy, I said, Hernan. Uh, and I said, well, what the heck's this guy talking about? Well, I'll tell you what, if I ever thought maybe this guy could have been a movie star, there was no doubt about it at this point, because he was, uh, he still looked like he, he poisoned, and then I realized that he, he kind of st stumbled over. So I said, maybe this was some sort of masculine show type thing. And then he sat down on the side of the altar and was patting the guy, and he just seemed very pleased that, uh, whatever, and, 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 and it's a strange place to end it in the center of this village at an altar of sacrifice. We'd, I guess, say, save this person. And at least I said, I said, well, we saved the whole village today. Not bad. Top of that, we got some water, some grain, some dried meat action going. A uh, village to, to chill in for the night, and, uh, so I was like, well, other than Cortez being awake, which I said well, probably would have happened at some point, and being trapped in a world where some sort of mysterious magical river is flowing with power of uh, unimaginable force, I guess, it was not a bad day, not a bad day at all. So a good place to stop and uh, and say, well, we'll be back soon with another tale of Lady Witchbeard.